I believe. Um, it's my Andrew's turn again, and I'm with the handsome as always, Matt. Oh wow, that's that's very nice of you. Thank you very much. Oh, it's true. Was it nice? It was just true, man. Oh, just just stating facts. I appreciate. It. Just yeah, just stating facts. Sometimes you have to do that, especially since it's the common knowledge podcast, and that's that should be common knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today I'm going to teach you how to build a uh, a PC, a personal computer. Um, I'm probably going to focus on gaming level. Even it doesn't really matter what your budget is, but it's in particular for gaming, because if you're building a PC for, uh, you know, just to have a computer to do like you're typing on, then I think most people nowadays would recommend just getting a laptop or something like that. It's a bit easier to carry around and things unless, unless you like, even if you're doing like long essays, you can just buy a keyboard and plug it in. That's kind of, I think laptops are a point where you can just do that. So we're talking about enthusiast level here. Right. Um, now I just want to point out to our listeners. I just want to point out to our listeners that, Already four episodes in, you've, you're going to be teaching two very practical skills, and I've been teaching, you know, nonsense. So, but anyway, Man, my, I just, uh, <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. It's great. A little <laughs> bit of everything. Yeah. Um, a little bit of everything. Man. We, uh, I want to, I want to try to teach a more, not as practical skill. There you I, go. I gotta, I gotta, next, next, next. Let's switch time. roles. Let's switch roles in the next couple. Yeah, episodes we'll switch here. roles. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you were asking about my experience. I've never personally built one myself. I've had them built for me by mates or family. So I've been sitting there. I've been part of the process, but I've never done the whole thing from beginning to end with my own two hands. I like. I need that tool. Okay. Uh, here you go. You know, I'm a little teacher's assistant while someone else builds it for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's actually as easy as lego to build i think it just if it doesn't fit in the slot then don't force it in and that's kind of like a general rule to go by you know it's 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 you just have to worry about like a certain like couple things that you might not know about but besides that's pretty easy man uh how did you find building it like did you oh it's interesting find it hard? i mean i i had of a um you know i've i'm I'm a history history major when I finished uni, so I was kind of the, the basket weaver of my group of friends. But I've had my brother's an engineer, and I have friends that were engineer and software guys. So, um, you know, I they have these cra- they had these crazy rigs when we were com- when we were growing up, and like one guy was like would suspend his hard drive in a certain way so that it didn't make any sound and stuff like this. So I know the very extreme level of it, but um, yeah, I know it's it was kind of a cool little exercise to put it together. You know, you're sitting there, all this stuff's on the floor, and you have to like make it as static free as possible so you don't screw up your equipment. It's really cool. I, I but you're gonna you're gonna give us the the ins and outs here. Yeah, um, you know, that was like one of the things you got to worry about is static electricity. It can destroy computer parts, but if you're careful, um, you should be fine. I think the number one tip is that touching metal will get rid of your static electricity. So touching the case of the computer. So you're gonna pick up every time I go to pick up a part, I always touch the case. I touch some metal. Um, there are bands you can buy, but I mean. I used to work in a computer store and we never used it. So I don't, I don't know. I've never used it myself ever. And I've never destroyed a computer part. So I don't know, maybe, maybe just, just to be safe, just in case you end up destroying, you can Google it and try to find an anti-static band. I'm sure like, um, a lot of engineers use it like electronic engineers. Yeah. It probably just makes their life easier. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. But for booting a computer, you, you, you can just don't touch any electronic parts, just the edges of everything. Try not to touch the actual board, just like the edges of the board that there's no, like don't touch the metal or anything of the board and you should be fine. And just make sure you ground yourself on the case and you should be fine, yeah. Yeah. Cool, so what's the first step here? So uh, buying well, parts. The, the first step, okay, the first step is maybe not everyone out there knows the different parts that make up a computer. So I'm just gonna go through that. Yeah, of course, yeah. So the main, the main part, the the big thing that you see in the bottom of the case, if you open up your case, like your case, you know, the thing that com your computer sits in, the big thing. At the bottom, you see what they call the main board or the motherboard. That's just the, it's like the connection between all the parts. It, it doesn't, it, it does do things, but it doesn't really do anything besides connect everything together. And it has, um, like what they call a chipset and they have like, uh, some like serial buses and things that kind of affect the speed of your computer. But in if you're just gaming and you, you buy a, like a relatively new, like not too cheap motherboard, you'll be fine. It's, it's not really something you have to worry about too much, but it is just like the backbone. Yeah. So Does that make like, sense? It's kind of like the spine of the computer. Like it moves all the Yeah. It's like the spine. Yeah. 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 Cool. It kind of holds the structures, the skeleton almost of the rest of the pieces. Yeah, exactly. So like if you're trying to send a signal from, like your leg to your like your arm, you don't do that with your body, but pretend, right? Then that will go through like the, your spine, right? And the better your spine is, the the you won't you won't like bottleneck at your motherboard, right? So that's the that's the advantage of having a good motherboard, more or less. And there's a few other advantages, like the more, the better the motherboard, you have more like USB ports, or like new like USB three, and you might have like uh, you know either. The, the the better ones don't have onboard graphics card, like graphics card built into the motherboard. But, you know, you, you could have that or you could have, you know, two ports for your networking cable, you know, the Ethernet cable, they call it. So things like that. That's the other advantage of having a good motherboard over, over a cheaper one. Yeah, just kind of more accessories. That's what I've always discovered is that, yeah, the better ones, the better ones have more ports, more things to plug in, you know, and. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just in, in, on top of that, you need to make sure that when you buy your case, sometimes you need the motherboard to kind of, the case needs to be able to uh, com be compatible with the case to some degree. Yeah, it, it's it's generally about size. If if you buy a large enough case that like 99.9% .9 chance your motherboard will, will fit in it. But if you want to go for a smaller case, then you really have to worry about the size of the motherboard and the size of the parts and things like that. So if you're starting off, just get a bigger case. I mean, they're not, they don't have that much difference in price. And, you know, like, it, yeah, um, if you have enough space to have a bigger case, you might as well, because in the future, you know, your next computer, you might want to have bigger parts, you know, or something like that. So you can just keep using the same case over and over. Unless you want like a new look for your computer, which is a lot of, a lot of part of the, like, a big part of building your own computer is getting the look just right as well. So yeah, it depends sure. on what you're trying to go for. Yeah, there's those crazy looking cases with the lights and the, or you got the, you know, I prefer simpler ones where there's the light, there's a little bit of light, but not like the crazy side panel lights where it's flashing at like two o'clock. If you're, especially if you're gaming, you have like these two, <laughs> yeah. two o'clock in the morning, and you know, it's just like the whole, your whole left side of your room is all flashing green and blue because you're, the side of your, your case is shining. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've noticed like Windows computers, they also like awake from sleep at like ridiculous hours in the morning. So you you don't want like suddenly your room to be like glowing, 
like random colors. Yeah, exactly, precisely. So we got the motherboard. So you, you ha, uh, how do you generally install that? I was going to go to the station next, but I'll just give you a rundown. Um, generally, there's on the case that you buy, they will have little stands that your motherboard sits on. You have to like look at the holes for the screws on the motherboard. If, if you can't find it, read the instruction manual. They'll, they'll tell you where it is. Like there'll be like arrows and things. But it's, it's generally like a hole and it goes straight through the board. If it's a hole and it goes through the board, it's, it's, it's probably where the screws go, except for around this, the processor, which I'll get to next. Um, so basically you gotta, you gotta put the, there's a plate that comes with your motherboard. You gotta put that on the case. You, you'll see it's like a rectangle and it goes where all the plugs of the motherboard is, like all the USB ports. So you put that on, there'll be like a hole on your case. You put that on, you put that plate on the hole and then you try to get your motherboard to fit in that, um, that plate and then place it down onto the case. So you, you know the orientation based on where that hole in the case is. And then you just got to find the screw holes and put like either little, little metal bits that comes with the, either the case or the, or sometimes comes with the motherboard as well. But you have like little metal things you can screw into the board that elevates the motherboard from the case and that that's that's the important part is that your your motherboard can't be touching the metal of your case because that conducts electricity and that will short your motherboard so every case is different so you just got to work out how your case elevates the motherboard from the case it's pretty simple oh, okay cool you, you yeah you you get it but just that's just keep keep an eye on that interesting okay cool all right yeah um the next thing i'll talk about is the processor that's the people call the brain of the computer. It does the number crunching. Um, nowadays, the new CPUs, they don't come with what is called a heat sink or a fan. Um, you have to buy it separately. So there's that to look out for. Um, generally, one thing to watch out for is that your processor, the processor you choose, has to match the socket type of your motherboard, right? And then you have to buy a fan that also matches that type. Okay. So, so would you would you yeah. say that the people if, like if you have a certain processor in mind because I know that's a very important that's one of the more important parts of the computer. If you have a certain yeah, it is. Yeah. If you look at if you have a certain processor in mind, maybe that will influence which motherboard you buy. Maybe you don't buy the motherboard first first. You buy the processor first. Definitely. Okay. So like yeah, exactly. So the one of the first things you choose when you buy when you're building a new PC is what processor do I want to get? What graphics card do I want to get? Those are two things you pick first. And then everything else kind of like is influenced from those two decisions. Right. I got you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're so, talking about heat sink. Yeah. Uh, heat sink's very important. I just, uh, this is a little fun story that I had experience with. So <laughs> uh, you, yeah, generally you, you mount a heat sink, which is usually a fan that sits right on top of the processor to cool it down, to keep it cool at all, as cool as possible at all times. And um, yep. my mom, uh, she runs a company in Canada and she had a computer that would just, for some reason, just was fine and fine and fine. And then all of a sudden for a week, it just would turn off at like the worst times possible. We had no idea what was happening. And one of my more techie friends was like, oh, probably the processor's getting a little bit overheated. So we, un we took the computer apart and so I don't know, just after years of it being in use, it, the fan, the heatsink fan got so clogged up with dust, it couldn't spin and it would over and the processor would overheat. So that's kind of how I learned that little, that little element of computer. <laughs> of computer that's mode. actually, that's actually really common. Um, 
the fan can either, the, the dust in your room can either clog up, especially if you have carpet, it will clog up either the fan or the heatsink itself. So like if you take off the fan from the heatsink, you see like a layer of dust there. Oh, I'm sure that was still and, there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so generally like every once in a while you want to kind of, you know, use a non-static brush or use any brush and be very, very careful. Or um, some people, a lot of people like to use um, canned air, like they have like air in a can, but you gotta be careful with those because they leave like a residue sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's right. if you're gonna use those, let it dry out for a bit. Yeah. Um, I generally like using a brush though, because I, I, I don't brush the actual um, electronic parts though. I just keep them to the, to the fans because the brushes, I don't know, I, I, maybe someone out there will tell me why the the canned air is better. It probably is better, but fan, like I always have a brush somewhere in my house, right? Like a like a you know like an old paintbrush or old makeup brush or something that it's just a, a lot more convenient. And as long as you're careful, you don't brush the actual um, electronic parts. Then just just the heatsink itself and the fans and like whatever dusty parts are on your computer that's not an electronic part, then you'll be fine. Yeah, right. But cool. it's definitely something you should be doing. Yeah. That's that's good to know that you have uh, old makeup brushes in your house, there, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep beautiful, man. I know. Not, not everyone is born as beautiful as you. Oh, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay. so we so have moving these. on. Um, the the next thing that I'll talk about is probably the um, graphics card. That's probably the most expensive part of your computer, especially nowadays. They've gone up a lot in price because of Bitcoin mining. Um, but this is what's going to affect the performance of your games the most. Uh, if you had the choice between an expensive processor an expensive or an expensive graphics card, you definitely want to go to the graphics card. They'll have more effect on your games. Um, in fact, like if, if you on a budget and you want to cut down anywhere, yes, just cut down somewhere else besides the graphics card and put the money into the graphics card or something like that. You know, like it's definitely where you should be putting your budget. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's the, usually the advice I heard as well as the graphics card, especially if you're looking to game, obviously, then that's the thing you need to put yeah. your money into. And the second most important is a processor. Uh, a lot of games use physics and things and other things that are like CPU dependent. So your, your CPU can end up being a bottleneck mm -hmm. for the for the power. Um, but yeah, I, th I think generally like because a lot of games are focused on consoles and consoles always have limited processing power they often don't push the processor as hard as they do the graphics cards. And that's something just to remember. I, I usually like having a good processor anyway, because I do a lot of um, things besides gaming on the computer. Um, but generally, unless you're doing like high intensive, like rendering a video for, even that can be done in graphics card, but, but let's just say rendering a video, rendering, rendering a video or, um, you know, doing some, so, you know some calculations because you're a you're a physics major or something but even then you know you, yeah uh trying to think of other examples uh yeah uh, the first things i was thinking was video editing uh photo editing how about audio like yeah, high-end audio editing probably not for, yeah for photo ed photo editing is definitely the other one so unless you don't like photo editing or, or video editing i think that's those are the two basic bi biggest examples anything else you you really don't need like a really beefy CPU, it, it it does help a little bit if you don't get like, you don't go like the cheapest of the cheap, 
especially if you're gaming, you just, you want like a, say if you, you're an Intel, you'd like a Core i3, a Core i5 or something at least, you know, just, but okay. And I'll, I'll talk about research at the end of this. Let, let's continue. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we have uh, the RAM the, or the memory of the computer. It's, the word memory is a bit misleading because a lot of people think about memory as like um, the hard drive, right? Which is where where, you, where the data on your computer is stored. The memory is more like the short-term memory. It, it's, it's where anything the computer is doing, it gets stored on the RAM. And then anything that your computer wants to remember long-term gets stored on the hard drive, right? Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Random, yeah. random access so, memory, obviously. So it's, it's randomly accessed. Yeah, memory. random access memory, yeah. Um, just a general thing is that it, when the power goes off on your computer, it wipes the, the RAM. So it can never store, um, it, can, it can never store data if there's no power, like it will just wipe everything that's on it. I so, didn't know that. That's but it's, it's, yeah, but it, it's very fast and that's why people use it. Like that's why a computer uses it. It's a lot faster than like reading from a hard drive. So generally the more RAM you have, the you notice the speed increase up to a point, right? And that point is whatever application you're using, once it uses up all the RAM it needs to, you won't notice any more speed increase because it's already on, it's your, the, the, the parts that your computer needs to use from the hard drive and like whatever program it's using, it's already on the fastest available location. So, so anything extra is just extra. It's like, it's like having a fuel tank and having like a, a fuel tank that goes from infinity. You only really need fuel up to the point that you, you need to, right? It doesn't make sense to have all that extra space. Yeah, I get that for sure. Now yeah. I know, so you, but but RAM, the one benefit of having larger RAM would be to multitask, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Multitasking is is a huge benefit for having lots of RAM because, uh, like I said, your computer has all the things it needs to run the program it's running is on the it gets stored on the RAMs instead of the hard drive. And the more things you have open, the more things that get stored onto RAM. That makes sense. But even said that, there's only like, I mean, how much memory does, you know, like how many tabs you want to keep open and other things. Like I, I have a lot, but even even with like this, the thing is RAM is cheap. So even with like the standard amount of RAM is still like way more than enough. For, like. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, so, it, is, it is something, but it's exactly, it's, there's still really only so much that you need for sure. That's what I've always yeah, been told. It, yeah, exactly. Um, it, yeah, just have have enough. Like, get a lot of it, but don't. If if you have like a huge amount of money to spend, yeah, okay, you can throw some extra onto the RAM just for fun of it. Just to say that you have a lot of RAM, but it's not really going to improve the the speed of your computer. So yeah. you just have to know. You have to like research this and know how much RAM you're going to need. Um, what else is in the computer? Your hard I think drive. That's it, man. You have your hard, hard drive. drive. Yeah, hard drives. Um, nowadays we have something called solid solid state memory, which is um, the old hard drives were like a spinning disk, and because there's something physically moving, it takes time to find whatever the computer is looking for in your hard drive, right? And that's why they call it a hard drive. And uh, nowadays the um, 
was what I just call it? <laughs> solid. The, the uh, solid state, yeah. Nowadays, a solid state memory is it's just electronic, so it just instantly finds, more or less, instantly finds um, whatever it's looking for. The the problem with it is that it's expensive. It's more expensive per gig, like per per megabyte. The solid states a lot. No, the 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 old hard drives are a lot more value for money. Yeah, but it's a lot slower. So you definitely notice an increase on your computer if you have a solid state drive yeah. on your computer. The reason being is because anything that the the your Windows or your operating system, whatever you're using, let's say Windows or like Linux or whatever, if it it'll it'll manage what it uses on RAM. Like it won't use all your RAM if, if it doesn't have to. So it'll start storing things on your hard drive even though it doesn't really need to, just like in preparation. So um, having a solid state, especially when you boot up your computer, is really useful because you have that that faster access. Because remember how I said RAM doesn't store things when the power is off. So when you turn on the computer, the reason it takes so long to start up is because it's reading things from the hard drive and putting it onto RAM. And the faster the hard drive you, you have, the faster it would boot up. And also just it, it does improve the speed of your computer just by having one. I, so I definitely, if you look, yeah, you don't have to have one. It won't affect the speed of your game, games, but it's really useful. I really love having one. Yeah, my buddy, uh, the, the guy I was telling you about that would suspend his hard drive, he like eventually started just replacing it with solid state. Back. This was this was about 10 years ago now, so it was a little bit pricier back then. It's pricey now, but it's even it was even pricier back 10 years ago. And uh, he had the money to spend. So uh, he, anyway, yeah. he uh, he uh, um, he would put. He was trying to make his computer as silent as humanly possible. Like he wanted his computer to make zero sound. Like so, the one thing that <laughs> that um, a disk drive has is it's got a, the disk physically spins within the hard drive, and that makes a sound. Yeah. It makes that whirling sound. That one of the whirling sounds. Many of the whirling sounds you get out of a computer, but that's one of them. And it's actually one of the louder ones as well. So um, yeah, if you want to try and minimize sound for your computer solid state is another reason why you'd want to that's another reason for a solid state i should say yeah definitely um a lot of people are actually just building solid state computers nowadays as well that's actually something that people do um i i don't know i i i think having that extra like two gigs for like 50 bucks or whatever the pr- ridiculous price it is nowadays is worth just having a, a like a old hard drive on your computer just for that insane amount of storage but yeah if you if you have enough money to spend um you can definitely yeah go for it but um i think what he did I, was I th- he put he put the the operating system and he put his essential basic programs on the solid state and then he had that suspended hard drive hard disk drive and the suspended in the computer if he needed it to access that then he could turn it on it wouldn't be turned on by default ah uh, that's yeah. cool yeah, yeah. No, the, but that's definitely the way i'll do it if you're going to install if you're going to have I recommend two hard drives, one solid state, one old one. Install your Windows on the solid state. Make sure you have a big enough solid state that can fit your Windows. And maybe your central programs, you can do that or you can choose not to. It doesn't matter. I, f- I find the, the biggest upgrade in speed is having the operating system on the solid state and then having your uh, hard drive for like your bigger files, like movies or something, whatever you have on your, on your computer. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely the recommended. I think we've we've talked about everything. Oh, the power supply. Yeah, uh, that's a big one. Yeah, power. The, tr- the tricky thing about power supply is that, well, firstly, you just need whatever plugs your computer needs, right? That's that 
informs like what power supply you get. Having said that, if you buy if you're building a computer today and you're buying a power supply today, you're definitely going to get the the plugs that you need for your computer. I don't even think about it. I just like buy whatever power supply that I that I think I need. And the the one thing to remember about power supply is that you need it to be so it's measured in watts, right? Mm-hmm. So you just need one that's powerful enough to run your computer. But if you buy one that's too powerful, it uses more electricity. Yeah, which so yeah. that's that's just the balance you have to make. I I personally believe in just getting a little bit extra in case you want to install like another card in your computer later or something like that. Um, and it just it's just like I don't want to think about it, so I just buy like that that next step up or like whatever I think is recommended. I yeah. just get that and um, just yeah. yeah if, if if you're trying to save electricity, then yeah, maybe you want to go for a for a weaker power supply. But I find that I. Uh, even if you get a, a bigger power supply, it doesn't use all the watts that it could. It it like it scales back its usage, just not as much. It doesn't scale back as much as a weaker power supply would. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I totally understand that. It's like yeah. t- take take the extra strength Advil if you're got a headache. You know, don't worry about the the mediocre one. So well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's an old sign filter. Anyway, um. What else is there to talk about? Um, disk drives, like pre things you can disk drives, yeah, but they're kind of you outdated, wanna, you know. So maybe yeah, you can buy, yeah, you can buy yourself like a like a well, Blu-ray drive nowadays. But eh, like you can, you can leave it out even. Like the the one thing is that to install a um, to install Windows on your computer, Windows comes in a disk, so you need to have like at least a DVD player, like DVD ROM drive to read the disk to install Windows. But if you're willing to be adventurous, you can get Windows on a USB disk by using a, like a, another computer, like your friend's computer or something, or downloading it from the internet. I think they have like, um, I'm, I think w- Microsoft have like versions of uh, Windows that you can install on the USB disk. So yeah, I heard if about you that. Don't, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not the end of the world if you don't buy one. It, I don't know. I I always have one in the house that I can like share around all my computers. Yeah, and I plug it in when I need and to. They're cheap. You you just, nowadays because yeah. they're so they're so kind of outdated. I know it sounds crazy, but it's they're so <laughs> out of date that yeah, just having one you just can kind of slot it in and plug it in and just use it for the one thing that you need it for. But everything's online remember, nowadays, yeah. so Exactly, exactly. I remember when it was crazy to not have a floppy disk drive on your computer. Yeah. And I did that. And I was like, it was like, whoa, man. I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I never needed one. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, I, I was right. I was right <laughs> at the tail end of floppy disks when I was coming up. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's that's it. There's, there's the, the main parts of your computer that you have to remember is the motherboard or the main board, the processor or the CPU, the graphics card, the RAM. And then, of course, like the power supply and your hard drive, and your hard drive. Yeah, I those are those are those are not the main parts, but definitely the like the graphics card, processor, motherboard, and RAM. Are, I feel like are the essentials of a computer. Right. So when you install it, like you said with the motherboard, it kind of sits on a plate because it can't actually touch the metal casing at all, or else it'll fry. It's, it. it's not quite a plate. It's like little little stands. That's right. Stands. I don't know yeah. how to describe it. You you notice you you know what it's for when you see it. Yeah. So then when yeah. we install the processor. Okay, so this is this is interesting actually. It's good that you mentioned this. Um so one thing you'd want to buy because it 
like higher end CPUs. I'm not sure about lower end, but I know higher end CPUs, they definitely don't come with a with a fan nowadays, right? So so let me go through the steps of installing CPU. So you have I'm I'm assuming you have the motherboard in. Then the next thing that Okay, one thing before I go into this, one thing you have to realize when you install a computer is that sometimes, especially if you have a smaller case, when you start putting parts in, some parts will block other parts. So you have to think ahead and um, try to like, you know, you install the hard drives in first because when you put the graphics card in, it will block where the, gra where the hard drives go, right? Or something like that. Like, it depends on your case. So just look out for that. It's not a big deal if you mess that up because you just take out the part and put it back in. Mm -hmm. I just want to put that out of the way. So the reason I mentioned that is because some fans are really big and they block parts of your computer. So you just got to be aware of that. You know, just install other parts before you install the, like the, the extras. Install the extras before you install the, the CPU. All right, so there's a little arrow on your CPU. It's, it's different depending on which CPU you get. And which generation, right? Mm -hmm. And generally, especially with modern day CPUs, it didn't happen way back in the day, but the CPU would only fit in socket in a certain direction. It's a square, right? So you just have to, what you have to do is match the arrows together and it will kind of like slot in perfectly. You should never have to put pressure on it to, to get it down, right? Mm -hmm. How do you find the socket? There'll be like a little square, a little bit bigger than the CPU. And it will have like a protection thing on it. So you have to like, you know, remove that protection. Maybe you have to like lift up a little metal lever or something. It depends on the CPU again and the, and the motherboard. But you, you lift it up, you take off the protection, you put in the CPU, don't force it in. It should just like slot in. And then you put, and then you lock it in place however you do it for your motherboard. So maybe it's like a little lever that goes down. Maybe it's some other method. I don't know. Right. And that's it. It's easy. Right, that's the difficult part. Yep. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah. that sounds pretty straightforward. I mean, it's just yeah. yeah, lining it up properly. Yep. The difficult part is um, getting the heat sink on. And uh, one thing that I used to do when I used to work at the, the computer stores, I would install the CPU before I put it into the case. The reason being is because it, it, some of them you have to like slot in and push in and force in. And it's a lot easier if you can like hold the case, not like hold the motherboard not in the case. Right. So mm -hmm. it, I feel like that's the best way to do it. Just install that. You can even install the RAM before you put the whole thing to the case, if that makes it easier for you. But you can still, I, I, you can still do it if the CPU is already, if your motherboard's already in the case, you can still do it. You can still install the fans fine. One thing you have to remember is that you need um, thermal paste. And it usually comes a little tube, it's quite cheap. Uh, you put, and I, I heard, I'm not sure about this, there's always, you know, um, there's always questions on what is the best way to place your thermal paste. Do you put it down and you scrape it around? What do you do? Now, this is what I heard is that the best way is by putting one dot in the center and then, and then the pressure of you putting the, the heat sink onto the um, CPU will spread out the gel. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Tip. So there's my tip. So you put the gel on the CPU. So you put the CPU on the motherboard. You put the gel on the CPU. Then you place the fan. And the thing about the fan is that like you know, every fan 
for like whatever socket you buy it for is slightly different. Um, I think the last one that I installed had a uh, four holes around the socket and then you kind of like, you have to like push in the fan into it like these little plastic uh, hooks protrude through the hole and then locks into place. It can be quite difficult because like you have to put some pressure, like a good amount of pressure sometimes to get the um, to get the fan in in place. So don't don't feel afraid to put like a decent amount of pressure into putting it in. Just use your brain. Make sure everything's lined up and don't. If it looks like it's gonna break, don't do it. You know, like. Yeah. But, but yeah, you gonna you might need some pressure to put it in. Okay. Um, yeah, the RAM. So one of the things about buying the RAM is that you want to buy two generally. I, it's faster than just buying one. So let's say you want um let's say you want you want a decent amount and you want 16 gigs of RAM. You buy two eight gig uh eight gig RAMs. Um they come in packs sometimes, like you buy two, like it's like you buy a box and it comes with two RAM inside. And the reason being is the computer can use the RAMs in parallel. It's called dual channel. Okay. So it'll use half you put half the program on one RAM, half on the other, so they can read from both at the same time. The 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 caveat is that uh, some motherboards they have like four slots, especially if you're gonna buy like a gaming motherboard, they have four slots. The slot one and three uh, are connected like as for dual channel, and then slots two and four are connected. So if you only have two RAMs, like RAM uh, cards, you yeah. wanna put them in one and three you, you can put them in um two and four as well but some motherboards don't like that so just put in one in if you can't work it out if you can't work out what's one what's three what's whatever just make sure there's a gap between the um the like when you gap, so like a gap between RAM, the sticks a gap between yeah the sticks. yeah between sticks yeah so ram no ram ram no ram yeah um i'm sure that i'm sure the, uh, the motherboard books, the motherboard manual would probably have that as well like and again when you're yeah. talking about all these different parts most like definitely i remember the motherboard usually the cpu and the graphics card will all come with little manuals as well as how to install stuff so that you're not totally yeah exactly just read the manual yeah, yeah. um it's it's not as scary as it sounds. It really everything just puts in place. Like the C, the the RAM, it can go in one way or it can go in the other way because it's just like a it's like a rectangle, right? But it won't go into into the slot the wrong way. So yeah. again, don't put too much pressure. Just, but if it's not fitting, just turn around, try the other way. Yeah, it's sensitive electronic equipment. Don't yeah. don't go. It's not Lego, you know. Well, it's it's it it fits kind of like Lego, but don't, it, you, if, you don't it fits force like it. Lego, but it's it's not. Yeah, it's not plastic. Yeah, it's not a cheap plastic yeah. toy. That they <laughs> they mold they mold thousands of every day. You know, this is expensive. Well, relatively, it's more delicate. So yeah, definitely don't force stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't touch the the little uh, golden pins that come out like the RAM things as well. Like the the oils in your fingers can like degrade them over time, so oh, that's yeah. another tip. Yep, that's um, the way the way I usually install uh, RAM is I I open up. They come with little tabs on the side of the. So you see like four slots, and they have like tabs on each like on each side of the slots. So you got to like open them up. I usually put um put one side in, like I slot it in, and then I try to put the other not not like a crazy angle, just like slightly. So you feel one side clicking, click. Then you click in the other side, click. So when you open them, when you put the RAM in, they'll automatically click into place. So once you put the pressure down, the, the tabs click in, 
and then it's in place and then that's how you know you, you've got it installed properly right yep cool yeah and then uh, um, the rest of it's all pretty there's usually the, the ports are pretty straightforward right where you just plug it yeah. into the motherboard so, so yeah the let's say the graphics card you have like a you see your graphics card has like this big slot thing and then you see it's called the uh, PCI Express slots and you see like maybe some long ones some shorter ones but they're in a row usually so usually the they're in a row under the CPU so you see like um let's just say you start off with where all your USB ports are on the motherboard that that big rectangle I talked about earlier on the right of that is usually the CPU and usually on the right of that is a RAM and underneath that going down are all the PCI Express slots um, the one for the graphics card is usually the top one. You you have to realize which one it is by looking at the manual, reading the motherboard itself, and seeing which one is the correct speed. There'll be like there'll be the um, this correct size to put it in, but just look at the size. Like sixteen X, I think, is the one for graphics card. But generally, it's whatever the top one is, the one that's closest to the CPU. That's generally the one for the graphics card. Okay, cool, good tip, good to know. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, they you, you put, they got a little tab as well on that for most motherboards, and you pull the tab down, push down the graphics card, and it should click into place. One thing to consider is depending on your case, they have um, little metal protectors where the graphics card goes. You got to take off those protectors first. It's on the it's on the left side, on the case itself. It's not on the motherboard on the case. You don't generally have like it'll be screwed in, so you just unscrew it and then the plate of your graphics card will fit into that hole. It's it's quite obvious when you when you put in the graphics card what I'm talking about. Yeah, just, yeah, I remember. I know. Just take that, those yeah. off and yeah. So, yeah. so like when you, if you look at the back of your computer right now, you'll see that the ports are there. If you, if you didn't build your computer yourself, um, the back of a PC computer, obviously, you'll see those ports yeah. there, and that's a slot. There used to be a metal plate there that needs to be taken. Yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. And you probably see some more metal plates that are below your graphics card that haven't been taken off. And screw in, screw in your graphics card as well. There'll be like a screw hole yeah, where the yeah. plate used to be. You just screw it in. Yeah, you got to screw yeah. keep it, keep it in place. Now, there's it, some it's other... It's one of the one pass after screwing. Yeah, there's it's some... one of the one... Mm, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's one of the only parts you have to screw in, in terms... Besides the motherboard. That's right. The The only other thing, uh, like the hard drive usually goes in the front of the PC, uh, in front of the, the case. And there's some usually some... I don't know. Depends on what case you buy, obviously, but there's usually some metal plates in there as well. Those can be taken out. They get unscrewed. Sometimes they're even a little tougher to get out. I've, I've, I don't know if that's a normal thing, but the ones that I bought, yeah, no, yeah. they, they can. You have to kind of yank them out a little bit, and generally it's okay, like because because you're removing them, they're not going to ever be used again. That can be you can be a little bit more forceful with. You need to yank it out and. You know, it might bend a yeah. little bit. Just chuck it. Just throw it in the. Just recycle it. Don't throw it in the bin. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, those those parts are not going to be reused again. So, as opposed to the the previous advice, be delicate with it. That sometimes does take a little bit of a, a, a extra little bit of elbow grease. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, generally, sometimes you have to be forceful, but most of the time, especially if it's a computer like electronic part, it will just like slot in somehow, right? Like it will just, it'll, you, you feel like you don't have to force things in, but I don't know if people are smart, they'll, they'll know they'll, they can work it out. It's, it's really, really easy to build a computer. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, go, yeah ahead. Go. go on, go on, go on. So the next part, okay, this, this is when we, okay, so let's, let's assume 
that you got your hard drives in, you got like your DVD drive, so you bought one of those, you got the RAM, you got the CPU, you got the graphics card in, everything's inside the computer, right? You're, you're pretty much done. That That's it. Except for the electricity. And like the end, the, the USB ports that come from the case, so, like in the front of your computer, there might be some USB ports. That's got to plug into the motherboard as well. They don't magically work, right? But that's pretty much done. You built the computer. You can sit back and like have a, you know, have a little iced tea. Just don't have it near your computer. Don't spill your iced tea on your computer and and feel proud that you, you put everything together. The tricky but thing, but now though, the challenging part is the, cab <laughs> the cables, right? Yeah. Now the challenging part comes in. Now this is the part where you have to uh, concentrate the most, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, what this. Say about the cables? Oh yeah, this is the hardest part. The cables. Well, it's probably one of the hardest parts, but it's it's getting all the cables kind of put in there, you know. And this is the the worst part of this part is that generally you just have to consult your um your instruction manuals, right? Because every computer is different. I can give you some general tips. Your your case will have cables coming off it, and. This is for the power buttons, for the reset buttons, for the, the USB ports. It's for like all the things that are on your case. And the fans on the case will have cables as well. So. Yes. You have to read your instruction manual for your motherboard to see what goes in where. There'll be pins coming out of the motherboard. They look like... Um, like Two, like they're in rows of two and they, they could be like eight, nine, ten wide. Depends on like ten long. It depends on your motherboard. But generally you got to get those cables from the USB port. Like it'd be all together from your from your case and plug those in. And they'll have like little um, tags on each one. It's either in your instruction manual or on the motherboard itself. And it'll tell you what to plug into where. So you read like... PWR for power on the cable. And then they'll be like, oh yeah, PWR on the case or you read instruction and you, you plug that in to that same slot. And yeah. Okay. It's, it's, you just gotta, it just takes, it's really troublesome, but it's, it's not difficult. It's just after like, you have to read and like, oh yeah, this one goes here. Okay. Plug it in. Done. It sounds like a little bit like, like uh paint by colors, you know, put, put. It, yeah, a, definitely. A cable into a port and B cable into B port. It just takes time. I'm sure. Now, yeah, exactly. When yeah. I was building, the, the tricky bit was after you've plugged everything in, well, or as you're doing, as you were plugging things in, is trying to get the cables in a way that doesn't interfere with any of the equipment within the box. Yeah, definitely. Cable management is a big part of being a computer. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I'll, I'll I'll get to that because we still have the. I was going to explain like how the fans. Oh yeah, please yeah go please yeah yeah. They they will have on the motherboard. They have fan plugs. They'll be like labeled like fan one or something like that. Fan two. And whatever fans you have on your case, you just like follow the ca the cable out and you plug it into the fan ports. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned, the power cables, the, pa the, the cables that come from your power supply. So I actually didn't explain this. You have to like uh, put in the power supply as well into your case, right? So some cases come with the power supply, some don't. You got you to gotta work out if it does or not. Um but yeah, you, there's like four screws. It's really easy. You just like put it in. It's not a very sensitive part. You, you, you screw it in. And the cables that come in there, you have to put it in such a way that it doesn't interfere with the, the airflow of your case. Like you were saying, it's, it's quite difficult. Um, cable ties are your best friend. 
Yeah, so it's not, you get things nice so and kind neat. Of, yeah. It's the zip ties, basically, right? Yeah, the, the zip ties, right? The the plastic ones. Um, be careful what you use. I mean, it gets hot inside your computer, so like nothing that melts or something like that. Don't use like sticky tape or something like that. Yeah, Just, yeah. You use like zip ties or cable ties, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so other things, cases nowadays, especially the nicer looking ones, you can you can open up the back plate. So you're installing everything from the front plate of your... I didn't explain how to open up the case. <laughs> I just realized. Yeah. They, have, they have your case. They have two... It's like a the main part of your case is like the middle part. And then you have two plates on each side. It's like the big, the big rectangles on your case, right? At the back of the computer, you have two screws you can un- unscrew. And the plates come off. And then when you're done, you put the plates back on. You screw them back on. It's easy. So if you take off your back plate and your front plate when you're installing these parts nowadays the cases the cables will run underneath the, basically underneath the motherboard and then they have holes around your case like around the the motherboard side of your case that comes back out so you can put it you can run a cable under the motherboard and then back out to where you need it so everything looks really neat and tidy because you just run it over the motherboard it'll get in the way of the fans or block fans it'll disturb your airflow it's generally not just try to keep things neat. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. That's that's definitely a newer thing for me for sure. Because all, all my stuff is yeah. all my PCs I've ever built. The cables are, you know, as, everywhere. Yeah, yeah every, it, everywhere within on the in front of the motherboard. Yeah, it definitely helps if you have the backplate. Just use your common sense and just try to tie things off where you can. If your case doesn't have that, then yeah, try to tie things off. But um, installing electricity parts. The motherboard usually has one or two main ones. The the thing coming out of your power supply that's really big and um, thick, the thick one, the big one, that goes into your, your motherboard and you see where it fits in. Like it can't fit anywhere else. And that part's important. The power for your motherboard is super important. If you have a really good graphics card or even like a decent graphics card nowadays, it requires power as well, separate from the motherboard. Mm-hmm. You just, whatever fits, like you look, look at whatever's coming out of your power supply and if it fits, it belongs there kind of thing. So put the cables, if, if you have troubles, Google, Google it, like just look up like, you know, a YouTube guide. Cause they have like a visual, something visual to help you, but it's, it's really easy. So plug in the power cables from the power supply to the motherboard, to the graphics card, um, to your hard drives. So your hard drives need it. Mm-hmm. Um, to your DVD drive, whatever external things you have. Um, any, everything in your computer case needs to be powered, except for like the RAM or something like that. But like generally things need to be powered. Um, the other thing you have to do is connect. There's cables that come with your motherboard that connect your hard drive or your, or your solid state to the motherboard. You just got to plug those in. The, you, you, they're like they're thin cables. You'll see them. If you look in your hard drive, you'll see like two slots on it. One's for power. One's for getting data from your hard drive to your motherboard. Just you, you work it out. It's really easy because it doesn't, they don't fit in each other's slots. You just, if it fits, you fit it in, just make sure you power it. And you got the cable running from the hard drive to the case. Um, and yeah, now you got it powered and you got it plugged into your into your um, case, and you're you're good. You're golden. Yeah, it sounds like that's pretty much the last couple steps, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Just um, before you close your computer, 
do a test boot, just like plug in the power, you know, plug in your monitor, plug in your keyboard and mouse and uh, try pressing that power button. If it, if it all starts up, everything whirls and everything lights up, then, and uh, you know, you're good. It won't boot into Windows. We're going to install Windows first. Maybe I can do installing Windows on another podcast. But uh, generally, you just put the DVD and follow the instructions. It's really easy. Yeah, I mean, installing things nowadays is pretty straightforward. It's so easy. Um, If they ask you which hard drive to put in, put it in your solid state. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's Um, pretty in-depth. There is is one part that I want to teach you about before we before we head off it's how do you pick which parts to buy mm-hmm. okay and that is like the big meat and potato that's like the part that people need most help with and everyone just does research on it that's the only way you can do it even like you're you're like nerd like you're I don't say nerdy but like the guy that you know that can like or the girl that can build computers you know they they really like computers they build on the spare time all all they've done is done research on websites like um tomshardwareguide.com t-o-m-s hardware.com just go in there search like you know look at the the articles on like your graphics card especially the graphics card see what like graphics card you kind of like is value for money depends how much money you want to spend just have a look around um the other tip for selecting parts is pcpartpicker.com or, or Google something like that. But basically what PC Park Picker does is they have like a, you can like click on start a system build, right? And then it will have like choose a CPU, choose a CPU cooler, motherboard, RAM, storage, video card, case, whatever. You just go down and and you, you can go down through a list. And the great thing about that is it makes sure that everything's compatible for you, right? Oh, I see. So, so it's, and it'll, t- yeah. and it'll tell you the prices. Yeah. Oh, that's really it, cool. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so you, you choose CPU. That's the first thing you choose, and then you, you then you can choose like out of the motherboards that fit that CPU, you know. And same thing for everything else. Um, the great thing is it tells you the prices. Like it finds good prices for that part all over the internet. So um, you can kind of like work out your budget on that on that uh, website. Sometimes if you look for the prices yourself, you can find something cheaper. But generally, it's really cheap, whatever price they put on there. Um, it's a good, gu- yeah, it's a good so guideline at the very worst, right? Like it you, definitely you, is a good guideline. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, you start there, just select anything, look at the, pr- how much it costs, right? And then if that's too much, you start like downgrading things until it's in your price range and then do some research on the parts. Like, so just say like, I'm doing it now. I click on choose a CPU and then it gives me a bunch of lists. So I got like, uh, Intel core i7, whatever. And you can order by popularity. There's like a rating thing you can order it by. That makes it a lot easier as well. Mm. So what? It, so right now the most popular is uh, yeah, uh, the Intel Core i7 6700K. And uh, just general guide, the K at the end means it can be overclocked. And that that's a completely different podcast. Oh yeah, that's for sure. The, how, to, <laughs> yeah, how to tweak your computer you, podcast. Un- yeah, unless you know how to overclock, you don't need the K at the end of it. Yeah, I would say I, gen- I would recommend yeah. for people that are just getting into the into it, don't start going into that kind of side of it because that requires a lot more technical knowledge, I think. Knowledge, yeah, exactly. So just buy the one without the K, it's cheaper. So you can find the 6,700, 6, no K. But anyways, find that part that you want to buy. Just say, just say it is that part. 
look it up on Tom's, Tom's Hardware Guide, Google it, read like different articles on, they'll generally tell you how it compares to like some other CPU and maybe that CPU is like the best value for money. You know, the, the CPU it's comparing it to is like, like the best value for money processor is right now. And, you know, research that one and kind of just keep, keep going until you're sick of it, basically. Just try to find like the part that you want to buy. Um, yeah, and yeah. and just to reiterate like what you said near the beginning of this podcast, the two things that were the two things that you're going to base your decisions on are the CPU and the graphics card. Especially if you're going to game, uh, you want to make sure that the graphics card is can uh, deal with the the modern day stuff, stuff that's hap- like stuff games that are out now, right? You don't want to be playing. Yeah, d- definitely, you don't want to play Red yeah, Alert. D- def- you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but you definitely put your research focus on the things that matter. So number one, graphics card. Number two, CPU. And then motherboard, right? So like those two, if you do research on those two, that's enough, right? But, and then motherboard and then RAM, and then the hard drive, if you want to, you know, like, but as the list goes, the generally the less you need to do it, just. Yeah. just it could be as generic as you need to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, graphics card, CPU, motherboard. And from there, it's, it's all good. It's I, all good in the hood. I remember, um, uh, just one of the stories I had when I was building my computer back in, this would have been 2000 and, uh, 2008 or 2011, I can't remember, somewhere around that time. And, uh, I was building a PC. My, my mate was helping me build it. And, uh, we were looking online for prices for things. And all of a sudden I was like, why are all the hard drives so expensive? And he's like, oh yeah, that's really weird. Like they're like, they had all spiked up by like a hundred, two hundred dollars Right. And so yeah. I, I called up the store and they said, oh, Thailand's just suffered a gigantic uh, uh, flood and it's like they've got their factories were all banged up and so all the hard drive prices in the world had spiked that, that for that summer yeah I, re- I remember that I think was it was a hard drives or RAM I don't oh it's one I think it was one yeah, one of the two is hard drives or yeah, RAM I, but just yeah. the price Anyways, I remember that yeah. yeah so right now we do have something like that going on it is graphics cards and um and Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining, because everyone's buying graphics card in bulk nowadays. Like not everyone, but the Bitcoin miners are. It rose like the price of graphics card has gone up. Oh wow! Okay, what I mean that's that, I feel like Bitcoin is a whole another podcast that we can definitely touch on. But yeah, just it, really it quickly, uh, why graphics cards and, and Bitcoin? What's the the core the uh, connection there? Because it's faster to process things on your graphics card than it is on your processor on your CPU. For in terms of Bitcoin. It, it, the the algorithms they use yeah is better processed on your graphics card so you buy 10 graphics cards is way better than buying 10 computers okay for them interesting yeah. okay fair that, um but yeah uh i don't i was speaking to my local computer store and he doesn't think that the power the price of um, graphics cards is going to go down this generation, maybe the next or something like that. But generally, like the price has gone up and the companies can make more money. So why would they bring the prices down? Yeah, you know, of, course. yeah of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's a demand. So, there, but, it's, but it's demand, supply and demand. They have that. They have the demand. So yeah, gonna, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're building um, graphics cards specially made for Bitcoin miners. That's the good news. So when those come out. Um, hopefully the pressure, the buy pressure comes off the graphics card and those go down in price. But oh, okay. that's just like the reality of the situation. Sometimes, you know, you end up unlucky and you have to buy a computer when some prices, some part has spiked up in price, you know, but yeah, it's all part of it, but yeah. it's but, all part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I just quickly, the power supply, how do you work out which, what level of power supply you're going to need? Um, yeah, uh, there's have websites. I Googled power supply calculator. There's one from outervision.com slash power dash supply dash calculator. It doesn't really matter which one you get, just find one. And then you can, uh, put in like the parts that you're using. So like whatever process you're using, whatever graphics card you're using, whatever. And then it'll work out how much um, power that would consume. And then you can like work out which power supply you need based on that. Other thing is when you're buying your computer, when you go to the store to buy a computer, if you don't, if you don't online, it's a bit harder, but if you go to a local store, you can ask them what power supply you might need for this setup. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll help you out with like choosing parts and things like that. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I think computer guys are not going to try and upsell you that much if they... Generally, that's not the way they, they operate, especially if you kind of go in with a sort of a mindset. I want this specific card, this specific card, the specific processor, then they kind of know what you're talking about. And they're not they're not going to be very successful in trying to upsell you. They might with the, I bet there's not much more they can really do to upsell you. Right. If you. Yeah, exactly. It, um, yeah. Yeah. But the power supply, you know, like Andrew said earlier, just make sure that it's maybe has a little extra power just in case you want to increase some some part of your computer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find generally uh, if you don't try to BS your local computer store, they can smell it a mile away. If you have any questions about anything, just ask them. They're they're usually chill guys. Um, But if you go in knowing like what you want, then yeah, there's there's basically no opportunity for them to like upsell you on something. Like it's just, yeah, just the way it is, right? Just they they don't make a, usually computer stores, they don't make money off Unless they're the owner, they don't make money off um, whatever they sell, right? Commission. They yeah, don't, they commission. Don't, yeah, yeah. Most, they don't make commission. Uh, yeah, most most computer stores probably don't have much of a commission. And I find that generally, like the computer stores, because they're competing with the internet, their the margins are, are tiny. So, it, like, they'll make an extra dollar if you like upgrade to the next graphics card or something like that. Like, not literally like that, but it's it's they start working on bulk now, so there's really less of of a reason to upsell you yeah, exactly. than ever. They yeah. would rather yeah. make they'd rather make the sale. So at that point you Yeah, m- they just make the sale and get you out the door, get the next guy in, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. So that's the mindset. And the other thing is if you want like we just taught you how to build a computer, but if you want them to build it for you, it it'll it might cost you like fifty bucks. Like in in, in labor. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm, but I definitely think you should do it yourself. It's fun. Yeah, it is it is really cool. I, I wish I when I had done it earlier I was more technically aware of stuff so i could have done it but i was there i was part of the process i suppose i you know got the tools i was this the sur- this the uh surgeon's aid but it was uh it well, was... that's how you start sometimes right yeah it's like makes it less scary and the next time you're like yeah i can do this it's easy yeah i see how it's done and you kind of pick it up as you go it's good yeah um yeah look up like when you do research look up um like they will play games with that graphics card and, and tell you how, how many frames per second the, the more frames per second, the smoother your gameplay is generally. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, just just look up look up those those reviews and what it's like with your computer parts that you're choosing, how it's going to run each game. There's a website that actually shows you what graphics card you have and what um, frame rate you have on each game, like each modern game. I, f- I didn't look it up. I forgot the name of it, but you can definitely find it with some Googling, just like... Um, yeah, just just put in whatever your graphics card you want to get in, and like X frame rate with this game, and then all the other like all these enthusiasts out there that have their own like they'll probably 
tell you, like they'd have a discussion board or something, just read it and you'll find out this kind of information yeah. before you even build a computer. Yeah, generally, uh, um, you know, the enthusiasts out there, they're not they're not working for anybody. So you don't you can kind of trust that they're coming from an unbiased standpoint. They just literally, they just absolutely love the whole idea and just building stuff. So they are happy to put free information out there for you. Yeah, actually, speaking of that, ask Reddit or like some forum out there, you know, like ask, just ask some dudes online. They're, they're more than happy to help yeah. most of the time. Yeah, they would like to, they, yeah. Yeah, they appreciate being able to help somebody out. So, you know, yeah, you know. yeah, for sure. So uh, anything else that you wanted to cover? Because I, I, I learned a few things today for sure. I didn't know about that, about the Did graphics you, card. <laughs> do you have any questions, man, before we, before we sign off? No, I think um, no, I think you covered it pretty well. Um, now, uh, we, I think we're just going to have to plan. Like we talked about with the camera the camera episode a couple weeks ago, we have to talk about uh, um, what uh, uh, how to go for, like to go in more depth. You know, this was a great beginner kind of, Intro intro point. So I think just kind of think ahead what what we could how we could tweet <laughs> yeah. how how we can overclock your computer right how you can get the more that's a that's a big one that's really cool yeah. thing to do as well yeah. when you do that for the first time it's really fun yeah 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 for sure but we'll talk about that some other time yeah yeah cool all right all right well signing off cue the outro music cue the outro music well the outro is not very long <laughs> uh, but uh, until next time I'm Matt yeah and I'm Andrew and we'll see you guys next week bye. Yeah, see, I can't wait to see you again next week. Bye.